Uh, it's time once again to talk a little wrestling talk. It's the Bombshell Billy Show. I am Bombshell Billy. And I'm here, of course, with senior referee Ronnie White. Ronnie. Billy, good to be here. What Nothing. Up, dude? I'm excited to talk a little wrestling with you. I got lots I want to get to. I want to get to Raw this week and talk about retribution. I want to talk about a, a potential Randy Orton uh, injury yeah. that happened that nobody knows a lot about. The uh, performance of the new commentator, lead commentator Adnan Burke. We'll talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the big Steve Austin uh, biography on a so, and amongst other things. Absolutely. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So let's do that. One touch up from last show that we did about the releases. Um, I did notice that uh, Chelsea Green is really making waves. She is. Uh, she has trademarked her, her name, which are, obviously that's her real name. She's trademarked, trademarked Hot Mess. And she's starting a podcast starting, I believe, next week. So she's she's got her ducks in a row. She's moving. She's making moves. She's making moves. I think that I mean the podcasting is sort of interesting because I wouldn't expect it. Um, I like. I, I don't know how successful that will be necessarily because people like to kind of listen to more seasoned vets when it comes to listening to wrestler podcasts. But if she gets cool guests, <laughs> um, you know. And, you know, I don't expect her to dish a bunch on her time in WWE, especially considering it wasn't that long. Right. Um, so nothing that, is nothing is off limits is one of the taglines. But I could tell you why it's going to be at least semi successful. I believe she's doing it. So so obviously uh, Matt Cardona, her fiance and Brian Myers, they do the major wrestling figure podcast. They have the major wrestling figure network now. Kind of like, kind of, kind of like, um, like patterned after like Conrad, after exactly. Yeah, right. Yep, yep, yep. So they have that. They have uh, Mark Sterling, their producer. They have his uh, off the hop rope, which they it's it's they, they pair a beer with a wrestling match each week, um, and they do uh, a couple few different ones that they have. There's a podcast about the podcast, believe it or not. So I believe <laughs> I'm assuming, and, and why wouldn't I? That she's going to be under that umbrella. So. All of the people in that group and those fans are probably just going to buy by default. Listen to her stuff too, you know, and then cool. maybe bring well, upon new fans. So well, we're good. Like we'll we'll split up the covering the podcast. You take that whole family of podcasts, and I will. Uh, I've pretty much got the Conrad stuff covered. So anything that comes go. out of that Dude, news that comes out of those that I'll that was that used to be my go to. Like something to wrestle was. Oh my god! Every week religiously, I haven't listened to it for. I just don't have time. Freaking Cornette's yeah. podcasts are so long now. They're, They're like three long. and a half hours long. I'm like, They're holy moly. You got to sit through the, the update on how, how mailing out the merchandise is going. Right. And, uh, Har- that, Harley that Quinn's belly rubs and... All that yeah, good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. I, I love Cornell. I, I definitely listen to both of his and uh, and then the Major Wrestling Figure podcast. And that's pretty much it. I'll I'll catch uh I'll check out Renee's if she's got a if she's got a good guest. I just love Renee. She's she's just a, a great she's, a, totally she's great. a great personality. Great. Uh, I used to listen to Corey's not so much unless it's a, a a cool guest to listen to. I haven't listened to the Hogan one. I heard he had Hogan on, so I got to listen to that one. Oh, that's sort of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to yeah. check that out. And then, believe it or not, the AEW Unrestricted is kind of cool too. Depending on the guest. Depending on the guest, there's a lot of yeah. depending on the guest. Right? Aubrey and uh, and Tony are freaking awesome together. They're great. That's yeah. a great pairing. Yeah, it's yep. a fun little fun little team. Yeah, I listen to Angle religiously since it started. 
uh, uh, Ross is really grumpy and hard to listen to, and he tells the same stories over and over again. Absolutely. Um, yep. It's kind of brutal, which is sad because <laughs> we love him so much. Um, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, well, Tony. Got to listen to Tony. Eric Shabbat Bishop. I stopped listening to Eric a long time ago. Just because yeah. he, he's too, um, how can I put it? It's just dry. It's, he's he's just, dry and he's too like talks, you know, well, let's break that down. You know, one, you know and yeah. then he starts talking about the money and it's, it's just like I, this now. Nah. Yeah. It's just, nah. it, it's like, I feel like <laughs> half of it is him refuting something that somebody said. And it's, right. But it's, it's, not, it's just not fun. It's gotta be fun. Yeah, it's two numbers. It's too, it's yeah. too, you know, opening up the books and talking about this and that. It's just, nah. I think Conrad's real strength is finding the strength of the person he's, whose show he's doing and capitalize. Like Tony has fun watching, you know, the, the mid eighties, late eighties, NWA, WCW, where he fell in love with wrestling and, yep. and was there and covered it. So they just are doing that every week. And it's, it's great. It's fun. Even if you had never watched those before, um, that's awesome. And that's perfect for what Tony should be doing. Angle right now is in that, you know, that early honeymoon stage where it's, just cover, you know, Kurt Angle year one mm -hmm. is a whole week's show. Year two is, you know, so they'll run through that in, in a year or so and we'll see what the shelf life is on that. But um, yeah, so I'm listening to podcasts in the car and hopefully you're listening to us in the car or on the treadmill or wherever you may be. Uh, Billy, what do you think of Raw? So, uh, truth be told, I watched um, bits and pieces of it. Uh, I I got to tell you, man, um, it's a little weird. It's a little strange. I don't understand the the concept of, of taking the Hurt Business, one of the good things that was happening on the show on a weekly basis, um, breaking them apart. And, of course, everyone's like, why? Why are you doing that? But not only breaking them apart, but then putting T-Bar and Mace in with MVP and Bobby Lashley. First of all, as as you stated earlier, supposedly they were feuding with them. If you want to say feuding, you know they 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 were yes. their opposition some months ago. Retribution was just totally botched from the get go. But you know T Bar and, and, and Mace obviously was the only one to stand up to Retribution. Exactly, and that's that's what made them so over. Yeah, and uh, that's what got them over yeah. exactly. And now two weeks in a row, they trot them out with no entrance music and little fanfare to just do a job to the Viking Raiders. Right. Two weeks in a row. That's see, that's the that's the worst part of it. First segment, T Bar and Mace are out there with Lashley and MVP. The next segment, no music, no anything. Shelton and Cedric are in the ring waiting to go to the go to the slaughter from the Viking Raiders. Right. Just, I mean, it, ass backwards. It doesn't make any sense, man. It it doesn't make sense, and it does when you consider who is is behind it right it's fence you got two big you know six foot six monsters in dijakovic and uh oh god what's the other guy's name well mason Dio man whatever Dio yeah man. Dio man right and it's it's them versus you know two guys you never wanted to push they just they just got themselves over and it's the old you know rule where they say go out there and get over and then you do and it doesn't matter because Vince was never behind you. So, I mean, <clears throat> just look at the fact that they, they didn't get an entrance. They don't have a collective name anymore. They're not, 
Well, let's put it this way. You were kicked out of a heel faction. So if they cared about you or were going to do anything with you storyline-wise, you would probably turn babyface mm-hmm. or at least comment on it weekly. And they, they didn't bother to turn babyface. They just kept them heel. They're heel job team. They're, yep. you know. They are what they it's are. It's sad. They're, they're, it's sad. They're the royal, the, the royal family circa 1989, sadly. Uh, oh, by the way, guess who opened? This is a shocker. This is something different. Guess who opened Raw this week? Drew McIntyre. <laughs> wow. That never happens. Uh, yeah. That. Bro, I turn it on. I see. The thunder, wow. the Thunderdome shot from the top, from the from the uh, the little uh, the the thing at the top over the ring, and then you hear his music play. Okay, fast forward. Here he comes. Da-da-da-da. Does his entrance? Comes in, watching him talk, watching him talk, watch. Somebody's gonna interfere. Somebody's interfering. Some. Oh yeah, here they come. And then and then they go. And and here comes MVP. It's like, it's the same thing every week. It's the same thing. It's every the week. same thing every week. Well, it's weird because everybody seems to like, you know, there's two schools of thought. Like AEW, they say, why are there 78 people on this show? There's too many people on the show. And maybe there are. You watch this show, they've got a million people on the payroll. And I feel like it's the same eight people. And I mean, how many Braun Strowman segments do you need? Mason T Bar. Zero. You know, zero. Yeah. Choo choo. Zero. (laughs) Right. Choo choo out of town. A handful of people every week. Drew's been damaged by the writing ever since. You know, he bullied the babyface locker room on the you go. Was it the go home show to Mania or the week before? Made him look like a jerk. Made him look like somebody you don't want to root for. And that's why right. it was a 50 50 crowd at Mania. So yep. they've, they've, you know, they just don't know how to build babyfaces anymore. And uh, it's showing in that none of these dudes are really over right now. Our, our boy, uh, our boy Bruce got, he's got to get out of there. Yeah, he's really pretty brutal. Because he's, he's just, I don't know, I don't work there, I don't know the day-to-day, but I'm assuming that Vince has found, once again, his ultimate yes man. And it's just, yep. nobody can say no, nobody can talk this guy out of it, nobody can say, you know, no, no, that's stupid, no, we do can't it. do that. You're ruining it, you're ruining everything, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Have just Apollo Crews just... Uh, just all of a sudden have a Nigerian accent and carry a spear to the ring and give him a Colonel Mustafa, whatever the guy's name is, yeah, to go along with him. It's not that's so 80s, so Abba Dabba, Ding Dong, yeah, well, whatever it is, terrible. So, uh, what do you think of the potential of Mr. Dino Madden and uh, Mason T Bar? So, I, I, I sent you a text during it. And when when Mace, Dio Madden, and Braun Strowman were in the ring together, it was it was the worst. It was bad. It was it was it was night one WrestleMania women's tag team match bad. Mm, that's pretty bad. It was yeah, I, it I was really that. bad. I was like, holy crap, what is happening here? And it looked like Braun might have been getting a little uh like upset or something you know what i mean he was just thumping forearms down on those guys um and of course you know we uh like we talked about earlier of course they they took their masks off it was like oh finally finally they're gonna get finally they're gonna get rid of these dumb gimmick nope right nope. keeping oh, the gimmick keeping look the at name. mace he has his mask off 
why we finally get a chance to see what these guys look like. Wait, what? He was the commentator on the the said show you're on right now for months. And T-Bars, you know, Dominic Dijakovic before that, Donovan Dijak in Ring of Honor. He was uh, was NXT for... Forever. I, I, I can't, great, well, I can't like, yeah, just multiple understand. Multiple matches with Keith Lee. Like, everybody's seen. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to just pretend that we've never seen them before. Same thing with Mia Yim. What, was she a reckoning? As I was, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you, her mask didn't even hide who she was. No. Nope. Uh, that was a big failed experiment. <laughs> it was just written off and, and repackaged everybody. Just, I mean, Donovan Dijak had a great... Sorry, what the heck did they call him? Dominic Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Yeah. Um, he had a, you know, he had a great run in NXT <laughs> and I think he could have been he could have been a, a star for them and this is really a setback. They so, had did, did you ever you see there. the match from Access a couple years ago with Dijakovic against Luke Harper? It was awesome. I oh, loved it. Was it was freaking great. Yeah. And I and it's weird because I everybody who watched it really loved it and then I heard that Vince didn't like the match, and that's why he never had Brody back on TV, which just boggles my mind because it was an awesome, hard hitting, like big Hoss match. No, oh, I loved mm-hmm. that match. I loved that match. Um, Randy Orton appears to have hurt his shoulder, whether it be storyline or not. Um, not sure because there was a rumor that he was taking some time off after Mania. Huh. Um, but we should be so lucky. But um, yeah, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, nobody really knows the extent of that. And I'm curious to see what do you think of the new commentator, the lead commentator of the lead show with zero wrestling announcing experience, Adnan Verk? I'll, com- I'll uh, comment on both. One, the Randy Orton thing. My prediction is next week he will be on a vignette saying that he is 16.5% healed. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a weekly segment. The- mm. Never been done before. Randy Orton will come on with a sling and say he is 16% healed. <laughs> Remember when he did that um, when he was a rookie? Yeah, <laughs> uh, that is as, classic. As far as the new announcer goes, it's typical WWE. It's typical right. WWE, and like we said, I, I, we touched upon it. I think last week, um, he's definitely not seasoned. Um, they were definitely, you know, carrying or trying to carry him. Um, but he's definitely not Mike Adamly, you know. So there's that. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, this is really a company that. Benched Jim Ross for several years yep. until he finally left and drove away Mauro Ranallo, who's, in my opinion, the best in the game. So, and then they brought in a guy because he's got a little ESPN name value and threw him out there on the lead show. And it was, it was bad. Cold. Like, like, threw him out ice cold. cold. They gave Poor him an ice, ice bath cold. <laughs> yeah. And he's got no shot, and people are going to crucify him, and and, and you know what they should. It's, it's and don't terrible. they know that people are going to crucify him? Are they that right. blind to the fact that there's a? Oh, he'll do great. No, no, no he will no. not. Uh, just in that 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 Viking Raiders match, he got, they hit him with the finisher, and he goes Viking Express, and and you know blah blah blah, which is not the name of the move, right? And then Corey jumps in, and here it is, you know, with a with a Jimi Hendrix reference or something, and calls it the Viking experience to kind of correct him. And then they shoot right, right back to Adnan Burke. 
And yeah, what another big win with the Viking Express. He says it again. Um, so yeah, it's not looking good for him. But uh, so I'm yeah, I'm behind on my wrestling a little bit. I have yet to watch the last two weeks of SmackDown. I apologize. I am sorry. Um, but we're gonna talk about some old school wrestling. But I did hear that Pat McAfee did well um, on his debut on SmackDown as a as the uh, color commentator. Yeah, I can't speak too much of it either. I do. I listen to a decent amount of of his radio show because mm-hmm. you know I'm a football fan. Um, he's gonna be great. He's gonna be great, and he'll probably just he'll do that until Mania time, and they'll probably do a program with him in the ring around Mania time next year. So he was and on. He was on yesterday on. Uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yesterday on Busted Open Radio, and he was you know critiquing himself, saying that uh, you know he. He thought maybe his responses to Michael Cole's, you know, questions when he when Michael would ask him a question, maybe his responses were a little too quick. He needs to, you know, come come out a little, you know, slower on him. And so he was just critiquing himself. But everybody was saying he did really great. One thing he brought up that I totally forgot. Do you remember a few years ago when he showed up and he was like standing in as like a like a special like Sam Roberts type announcer, and he showed up to WrestleMania. With the sh- with the with the suit shorts on, yes. And I Michael do Cole, that. Michael Cole ripped him an ass, and he came out and remember he came out and 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 bitched about it and said he he was pretty adamant about like you know kind of shitting on Michael Cole for for yelling at him about that because Michael Cole is in charge of all the him. yeah right. yeah. And then now they're working next to each other, and he put Michael Cole over huge. He said. Say what you will, a lot of fans don't like him, but uh, he has been there for me. He has given me sound advice. He's, you know, he, even when um, he had something going on where he was going to be announcing, uh, they they reached out to him and uh, asked him if he could fill in for like a football game or something. And uh, he's like, yeah, sure, you know. And he said Michael Cole called him and gave him advice on that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's not even just because he's working with him next, not, you know, not now, you know, but even before that, he reached out to him and he gave him advice and helped him out and stuff. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, he seems like a, from what people say, a lot of people say that he seems like a good dude and he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's douchey on the, I'm talking about Michael Cole. He, he seems yeah. kind of, you know, as an announcer, he's got his, obviously, his cliches and his, you know, right. vintage uh, and. You know, Our for the win. Well, for, when you yeah. say for the win, Michael, let's face it. Vintage. No one's going to win yeah. when you say <laughs> for the win, for the for championship. The okay, yeah. so they're not going to win it. <laughs> because well, you said that's that. the thing. The, the internet wrestling community, uh, you know, we, we don't we don't really hate Michael Cole. We hate the things that he is forced to say, right. which is everything, right? It's everything fad, uh, the style, the, the, the not talking about the action in the ring. Um, the, the whole thing is, is, um, it's just a bad presentation. So it's not necessarily his fault. And, um, yeah, you're right. He is pretty well liked. So did you check out the Steve Austin biography on uh, A&E this week? Well, uh, funny you should ask that. No, I did not, but you're going to oh, tell me all so about good. it. And I, and I have it on my, I have it on the DVR. I have to watch it still. Um, it's really, it's great. I mean, it's, it's good in that. Anything Austin is going to be good, right? Of course. Um, 
it, it, it it's bad in that it felt a lot like you know, Steve Austin DVD produced by WWE. Um, there was not a lot of new information. Um, I'm trying to think of what was, well, he, you know, you always wonder like, you know, he has daughters. He never really talks about them on the podcast or anything like that. So he did say he's, you know, he's got a decent relationship with them that he's quote rebuilding, which was nice to hear. Um, you'd want to hear more about his personal life just cause we all, we're all curious about that. Right. And um, we all know about it, his professional. His, we, yeah, we, we, we know like, everything we need to know about his professional. I didn't need, life. I didn't need to hear, the story again of him not liking the creative on the Brock Lesnar doing a job for Brock Lesnar and so taking his ball and, and going home. That. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, you got to hear that whole thing, and it's like, yeah, because that's more important than you know the domestic issue. You know, phone call the cops got right. <laughs> you know, right, right. right like right. there was, they didn't, they didn't mention any ex wives by name. You know, they they yeah. didn't even talk about any of that and was um, it all the people talking in the clips was it all like the usual subjects like jim ross and rick flair it was there was a lot of yeah, rock yeah. And, and um they did the cool thing they did have his brothers on which i had never seen before oh that's cool and and that was cool yeah that was cool so his family was on and that part was really good background wise it just was very squeaky it was pretty squeaky clean um you know and when it does get into sort of the body beat you know all of the body being beat up and barely making it to mania and having to retire and it kind of brings brings up bigger questions as you leave it that they that wwe definitely doesn't want you asking right like this narrative that seems to happen on all of these specials is that you know his personal life suffered because that's how that's the life of the wrestler you're on the road you got multiple divorces you're not close to your kids that's all you care about you got a one-track mind and that's the price of success right and i don't see why that's the narrative when it's no other profession is like that like you could you could give guys time off you don't have to run guys into the ground and be on the road right you know go in front of six thousand in poughkeepsie to, to be with family so um yeah it's sort of a dated sort of narrative that i think that um that they should try to get rid of and they should try to ca- you know the one thing they can capitalize on is no house shows for a year and a half absolutely thing, no exactly is to let, let guys be more mentally healthy and physically healthy by um having a work-life balance like the rest of the world tries right. to do Let's go back um, to let's go back to Raw just for a second. I have a quick question yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. What's up with Charlotte? Is she taking time off? And if she is, why would she even come back for a couple weeks just to take time off again? Now I know she's doing the remake of Walking Tall. Is that already done, or is she leaving to go do that now? What have you heard about that? It's if I were to, if I were to guess, I would say something developed. You know, within the last week, right? Since she cut the return promo, right, and then something developed with the production of this new show she's going to work on. Right. Um, that would be my guess, or it's just more dumb storytelling, and the suspension will last one week, right? Or you know, it's all part uh, of a just all part of a bigger story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's yeah. looking great. She looks great. She's gotten uh, not that she wasn't fit before, but she looks like she's gotten even more. Yeah, she looks beautiful. She, you know, she's yeah, she's she really, she's 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 obviously got like a stylist. You know, the new the new uh, like short shorts and the suit 
jacket things and she, i don't know if you've seen any of her pictures on social media and stuff but she's like doing like modeling like glamour shots and stuff it looks, i happened great. upon them yes she looks great and i yeah. i agree and i yeah that's a big that's a big part of things you know um looking as good as you can possibly look you know yeah. um yeah. and she's doing that right now i like that new i like the new look i like that yeah i like that very like i mean you get those legs going for days. Throw yep. them off. So yep. that, that, Absolutely. That, that whole look. And she seems like she's leaned down a little bit. It's almost, um, and, and, and it's not really a comparison. So, you know, if, you know, the three people that are going to listen to this, don't get on my ass about it. But it's almost, she's on with those short shorts, the short soup shorts. And then she was, had some shirt, she had some, uh, pictures where she had the suit jacket, but nothing on underneath. And she was kind of, you know, exposing her chest a little bit. It's almost kind of like a Stacy Keebler vibe. She's yeah, got the legs. Yeah. She's tall. She got. She straightened her hair out. Um, like the Stacy Keebler slash Miss Hancock days. You know. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I didn't, I hadn't thought of that, but now you mentioned it. Absolutely, it's a very cool look, and it's very marketable. And I, I think she's got a big future, not only in wrestling but, but beyond. Um, she's, I mean, she's a flair. Right. It's, she's sort of, she's just a very intriguing character mm-hmm. right now in general, and that there is a lot of mystery, right? Like, like what's more interesting than how your fiance recently being released? Right. Like everybody wants to know, like, what's the deal there? You know, like he's not there anymore. Um, is she pissed? She's she's on, she's off. She's got a fake pregnancy. Yeah, or not fake. Right. A, 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 a pregnant. You know, they think she, she thinks she's pregnant for a little bit, and she's not because the test was wrong. And, the, and then, and did she have the COVID, or was that just a cover yeah. up for her being yeah, out? There's you know, a lot. Like, yeah, there's a lot of mystery, and it's it's kind of fun, right? There is no mystery anymore. Like I can go on Instagram right, right now and find out what. Braun Strowman had for dinner because he posted a picture of his chicken right. parmesan. Right. Um, or or you know, or even in, in legitimately the Baron Corbin, who is like yes. barbecuing and and, and <laughs> doing all that stuff. He's completely yeah. not King Corbin at all on insult. At all. Right. So I think that you know, I mean she posts social media stuff, but it's really just here's me on the beach. Like there's no I think that all you this goes for all celebrity. I think that everybody overshares so much on social media. I think now it should go the other way. Like, let's have a little bit of mystery. Right. Um, you know, so she, and and she's kind of like that. She's kind of, it plays a very close to the vest and, uh, and I like it. So yeah, I, I'm hoping she's, um, she stays on the show and, uh, and that this was just a weird storyline thing, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. I saw that raw drew the third best ratings of the year so far. With this past with this past Raw, so I don't know what that means. I don't know if people were intrigued to see, you know. What well, was I mean, that, I I see that it says good news, bad news. The good news is they got the number. The bad news is that many people saw that show. Yeah, and hopefully that you know the powers that be aren't going to be like, well, look, it's working. Let's do it more. Uh, right. Let's focus on these seven people more. All the way. All the, well. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, when football starts, it's yeah. gonna be all down the tubes again, anyway. So, do, do you um, do you DVR raw? Yes. Do you, do you still have it? Uh, yeah. I keep my so, keeps I just if you get a chance, go back and see after T Bar and Mace are unmasked, and Braun and Drew are in the ring, you know, yelling down to them, and they're out there like, oh yeah. <laughs> 
And Braun says, I hope somebody recognizes you. <laughs> I just heard him say that, and I'm that's like, "That's amazing. That's funny." <laughs> Did he like just not know what to say? So he said, that. <laughs> "I hope somebody recognizes you." <laughs> like what? Wow. What the hell. That's just. It. What do you say? Right. He's just going through his head. What do you say to somebody after you <laughs> unmask them? What did Rick Steiner yell at Ron Simmons when they <laughs> unmasked Doom in 1989? I hope, so. I hope somebody recognizes you. Oh, that's really good. Oh, that's. Yeah. Well, and that's why they have writers, I guess. Oh my god. Because so... these guys don't know how to ad lib. I. What did you think of the? Uh, really quick, speaking of ad libbing. Uh, the promo, as the rain delay happened on night one of Mania, the sort of impromptu promos that people had to cut, that they didn't have any writers for. Um, Some of them were good. Some yep. of them not so much. Like It looked like Drew and Bobby really didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. MVP um, could have done more. Out of yes. all of them, out of all of them, Kevin Owens stole the show. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens stole the 100%. show. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, 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 you're dead on. That I totally agree. I think, I think that every nobody embarrassed themselves, but nobody really knew what to say, and that just goes to show they've just been in that system. For That's it. They're like, so all right, go out there and say something. Well, wait, well, well, yeah. where's my, where's my paper? What am I? What do I memorize? What do I? What do I do? Where Kevin Owens grew up in the Indies, and you know, doing that every night. This. The script part is all new to him. Not new now, but you know, coming here was all new to him. He did he he did the ad lib shit forever. You know, exactly. Yeah, uh, I wonder what they'll do with him next. It always seems like nothing, 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 and then they give him something kind of cool. You know what I mean? It's like the Kevin Owens show. It's cool that he's getting TV time, but man, just give him a just give him a hot. Well, give him a hot spot. Is there really even a hot spot in WWE anymore? Really? No, I think um, when he was when he left for a while, uh, it was like last year or year before, whatever. When he when he left or he lost the, I don't know, did he lose something where he left or he quit or something like that? Dude, I wanted him so bad to go back to NXT. That would have been awesome. I thought that would have been great. Yeah, I heard that was sort of like kind of almost a plan, and then it didn't happen. Um, but yeah, that would have been, he, he, to me, he needs to really be involved or something or not around, you know, something in the front burner because he's just such a big presence that, uh, he is, he can talk, that, you know, he can go and just th- there, that's a combination. I know it's simple to say you can talk and you can go well, but easier, you know, easier said than done and he can do it. He backs it up. Yeah, I think um, I'd like to see him just some some fresh matchups. I think everybody needs fresh matchups. I think that they could really use uh, shuffle the deck a little bit right now. Yeah. Um, I just like to see him against some new people. I think, you know, the one thing they they have not done in years. Uh, when you think of when Raw was really hot with all those factions in the late '90s, and now you see A and E AEW. Just it's all factions, right? Everybody's affiliated yep. with somebody. It's just a bunch of factions. I wouldn't be shocked to see something like that. Something to just just shake it up and make some waves, sort of like or or like when Austin and uh, Triple H joined together in the two man power trip. Something big, um, like like ne- like the Nexus thing, right? 
They need something big. Yeah. Um, and not raw underground, Dear not Lord. retribution. Not, you know, they haven't come up with something big and really committed to it and have it work out well in right. so right. long. In so long. And, uh, you know, I mean, who knows what that could be. Uh, but, you know, not saying it's got to be a NWO, but right. some, something to get people talking because this is a, this is just brutal. It's really bad. It it is it is for sure. Let's uh, uh, next time we next time we gather together, let's talk some old school stuff. Absolutely. Let's talk. Let's let's. Uh, we got a couple concepts we talked about. We'll touch on those. We'll tell uh, we'll tell a uh, rubbing elbows story. We'll each come we'll each come to the plate with one. Uh, about meeting a, a a celebrity or someone famous, um, you could talk about the time you met me. It's fantastic. Yeah, good point. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was I was the referee when you got put through a table. There you go. Uh, I could tell that story. Um, and uh, I want to talk about what was your go to like when you were a kid growing up. What was your mm-hmm. favorite? What was your favorite? Did you watch different promotions or were just was it just one? You know. Yeah, right. No, yeah. Like what tape what tape that you made, right? That you recorded off TV. Yep. What tape what tape did you wear out? Right. You know, everybody's exactly. got those few things that you wore you wore out. For me it was like the clash of champions, right. all of them. Yep, yep. You know. Um but yeah, we can talk about stuff like that. That's that's fun. Did you uh of course we could do fantasy mashups and stuff like that. It's just a lot of stuff we can do, um, old school. We don't even have I mean, not that we won't, not that we don't. I don't sometimes, but uh, we we don't even have to talk about. We have so much to talk about doing this. We don't even have to talk about modern wrestling. We will, especially yeah, but right. We, don't we will, have but to, like there's, you know there's, what I mean. But if we want to be, yeah, we want to be coming up. happy and satisfied with our podcast. We'll talk about the old stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to. Yeah, and it's fun to turn people on to. You know, all yep. the yep. stuff they can pull up, and, and it's also, like, cool. but it's also fun to talk about the new stuff and try to rebook it too, and kind of just talk about why don't you do this instead? You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, that's one of the big questions about. I mean, how of these people who write quote write this show? Yep. How many of them are fans? How many of them have watched wrestling their whole lives? Because you could just. You could write this whole year out by just stealing from the past, and it would totally be fine. You could do the Midnight Rider, just that whole thing. You know, like they did with, they copied it with the Yellow Dog and Brian Pillman. They copied it with Mr. America and Hulk yep. Hogan. That's a fun thing. Has, hasn't been done in a long time. There's a million of those that you could just retread and redo. They always work. Yep. Well, and, WWE uh, did it years ago fun. with Mr. America. Right, yeah, that was great, yep. and, and and that was fun. And what was that? Probably fifteen years ago. You know, time to do it again. Like yep. take out all those old, uh, you know, those like some of the finishes that the, it's, it's like these finishes are the same finish right. over and over. Get creative, like uh, you know, like Luger having Flair in the rack and '88, and the and and the ref calls for the bell and the crowd's going nuts because they think Flair submitted. Oh no. Luger had a cut on his forehead and he was bleeding. Yeah, yeah it was, it was kind of genius. It was kind of genius way to kind of genius way to book that. Yeah, I mean, you could literally just steal that. Yep. Just you know, just steal it. And uh, there's so many things like that that you could just you could just update and and make modern and uh, instead of the crap they're putting out there, all the bad comedy and yep. 
distraction finishes and awful. blah blah blah. Yeah, awful, it's pretty awful. bad. I don't I don't want to get too down on it because we're all fans. Great. But yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. Absolutely. All right, Ronnie. Let's uh right, hit that hit hit the music. <laughs> all right. We're gonna come to the table next week. We're gonna have a rub and elbow segment for each of us. We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk about our favorite promotion growing up. I already know what mine is. Starts with a G. Me too. Starts with a G and ends with an Orja. Ooh, global. Oh, Georgia. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, okay. no. All right. Talk to you soon, brother. All right, my man. Later. Later. <laughs>